The Holy Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seed fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This what was sown on the path. For what was sown on rocky ground, this is what one hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when troubles or persecutions arise on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what is sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, in another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you that you have called us into discipleship to spread the word where you would have it go. In all places, we ask that you bring forth the harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. You've probably either read or maybe seen Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That's book three. There's a scene in there where Uncle Vernon refuses to give Harry a letter addressed to him. Actually, it's more than just a letter. It's hundreds of letters. Uncle Vernon moves Harry and the family around, hoping to make the letters stop. They keep coming with addresses, the cupboard under the stairs, the smallest bedroom, Railview Motel, and finally the last one, the floor, the hut on the rock, the sea. The letter is an invite to come and become a student at Hogwarts. Herig, Her, uh, Hagrid delivers the letter personally. And if you've watched the movie, it's fun watching him kick down the front door. And he tells Harry that he's a wizard and a loved wizard. 
And so, like the sower, Hagrid has scattered his letters in abundance everywhere so that Harry might get them. And like the seed, the letters tell Harry who he is and invites him into a new future. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? The letter, God's word, comes to us and we have a new future. The text says, let anyone with ears listen. To hear God's word is not a one-time event. To hear God's word is ongoing. Again and again and again, the word of God comes to us. And so in order to be a good disciple, we need to listen some questions for the text. What did you hear? Where are you in the parable? When and how have you felt all of the responses, those soil responses? What do you experience in listening today? And do you know that hearing God's word has a different effect on discipleship at different times in our life? And do you know that your response to what you hear is just as important as what you hear? The what of God does is just as important as what it says. So part of the lesson is to hear. The other part is to figure out what is the main point of the parable. This parable has been called the parable of the sower for centuries. And yet we tend to focus on the path, the rocks, the thorns, the weeds, and good soil. So what if we take the name and really make it count? What if it's not about us as soil, but more about God as the sower? What about if it's not about our successes or our failures, but it's about how extravagant the sower is? And he doesn't seem concerned at all. The seeds, they go everywhere. It's waste, waste with holy abandon. The waste says the birds eat it, so the birds are fed. The rocks, the thorns, it grows. And it shouts hallelujah in good soil. It just keeps on growing. It's as if God knows that in the end time, every barn in the neighborhood is going to be filled to the rafters. So the message is new because it focuses on God. The message is not about us. It's about the generosity of God the abundant sower. 
not stingy, cast everywhere. Good soil, bad soil. It's cast not with caution, not with judgment, and it's not even cast in a practical way. The sower seems to have a bag of seed that's never-ending. And all of creation is blessed with it. We don't do it that way, do we? We have planters nowadays that read the GPS of the land and know which parts of the land are good soil and which parts aren't, and certain parts of a certain field gets more seed and another part gets less. We're efficient. We're neater. We're cleaner. We're more productive. We don't waste seed. But that's not the point of the scripture. Jesus seems to be saying, there's God's way. It's not about productivity. It's about plentitude. Parables. They're so neat. They use ordinary things to tell us about the mystery of God. Jesus uses ordinary things to tell his listeners about God. Seeds and yeast and nets and fishing and lost sheep and lost coins. It reveals God's kingdom. Reverend Barbara Brown Taylor writes, Jesus' parables conceal his meaning even as they reveal it. And some say it was how he stayed out of jail. He could have been arrested for talking in heresy or in treason. But talking about seeds and thorns, good soil and bad? By speaking in parables, Jesus could get his message across without saying it directly. And so his followers nodded and they smiled. They understood. His critics scratched their heads. He speaks in parables so that only certain kinds of listeners can hear it. It's those who listen less with their minds and more with their hearts. So the sower sows seed. God spreads his word without caring about what the recipient is like. God is generous. He doesn't care like we do if we're stingy or self-protecting ourselves. When we meet the sower, we have two choices. We turn our heads in shame or we stumble forward in grace. If we embrace God's grace, we recognize how gracious and how lavish God is with us. 
The word sown and grows within us. Sort of like water on dry land, it brings forth a crop. It brings forth promise and hope. And when we are like a disciple and we share that goodness with others, then the word of God does not return empty. So we're called. We're called to a purpose of God's grace, of God's abundant sowing of his word. And we call, and we are called Christian stewards. A steward who cares for what God gives. God is abundant and freely gives grace to all creation. And stewards are given the gift of being in partnership with God and loving the gift and the gift giver so that all are sharing in the bounty. Stewards grow in their faith as they share the gift of God. And it fills all their life and it becomes a channel for others to receive the seed, the word of God, in a grace-filled way. So is it easy? No, it's not. God loves us. And God knows that we are large-hearted sometimes. God knows There's a receptive part in our life that doesn't concern what other people think sometimes. God knows that sometimes we give with both hands and the world doesn't understand that at all. It's weird. But the word of God is here right now. It's a grace filled world becomes a better world. A world made better because of you. Because you also are part of the seed planting. Because of you, God breathes grace into our life and we can breathe grace to others. So the message is about mission. God's stewards who have a mission to plant God's word. To help God. So what does it mean to be in mission with this parable? Part of the parable talks about playing it too safe. Sowing the word only where we are confident someone will hear it. Only to those people who might become contributing members of the congregation. And so in the name of that stewardship, we hold on tight. We don't want to waste our resources We don't want 
to make a mistake. We don't want to fail. We want to be successful. And this parable tells us a different story. The parable is saying, take risk. Throw God's word on the path. Throw God's word on the stones. Throw God's word in the weeds. Throw God's word on the good soil. Take the risk. Because there will be a bumper crop. And a seed. There's so little about a seed. We would rather have a Messiah who comes in victory over the enemies. And yet we have God's word as a seed. They fall into the ground. They get covered. They die, as the scripture says, in the earth. But then that mysterious work of God, out of sight, they change. They begin to work. The message of the story, the word of God, doesn't look all that great might be hard or even impossible to find. And yet it works. Did you notice? The seed has already been sown. It's done. There's no more sowing. The word is here. We can assist it, but it will work on its own. It has been done. We don't need to add to the word to complete it or to kick it into gear or to get it moving. It's here. It works. The word springs up and it changes where it lands. The word, that sown seed, the word which is Christ, never fails. Amen.